Yeah, fucking Twitter today has been a lot. People fighting with him and him doing the malicious, like, I'm going to make you have Twitter blue and then people are blocking you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, fucking Elon Musk. He's literally like a 4chan shit poster, except he's 50. Yeah. And the son of a fucking emerald miner. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, there, that's also an amusing thing. So he is, he and his mother have been denying the existence of the emerald mine for like two years. It, yeah. It uses stuff, even though it is very well documented. But his father, who he does not get along with, Errol Musk, basically threw him under the bus. Yes. And it was like, yeah, I got emerald mine. Here's the proof of it. Now, unless Errol Musk is also a terrible, terrible person. They're all terrible people. But it's sort of, yeah, it's one of those, oh, they're fighting. Everyone this, we hate is fighting. This is great, yeah. Yeah, so hey kids, it's uh, Southpaw's mini episode, whatever. Fuzz and I are here. Hi! We're hanging out on a Saturday night. We hung out Friday night and just ended up hanging out because it's just nice. It was a really nice night. It's, yeah, it was a nice patio it's, night. It's yeah. weird because it's late August and it's 52 outside right now. April. April. It's April, my dude. Fuck no. <laughs> I said the wrong word. Uh, um, the wrong yeah. yeah, it's it's not August because if it's August, I, we've missed a few things. <laughs> but no, we're we're here and we got together to just watch a movie. We watched last year's movie Extravaganza Bullet Train with yep. like what Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, yeah. Which is like a six way, not really a heist movie. Yeah, it's like it's. I forget. Like I said to you, I forget the actual. There's a name for the type of narrative that is where you have a, you start off the story with a bunch of seemingly disparate characters on their own storylines, but then by the end of the narrative, they have all been connected and interjoined somehow. And, and it's that kind of story. It's sort of like Clue. Uh, yeah, like where that. everything kind of wraps back together. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it's like, it has a really high rating for an action flick like this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... You know, super unrealistic for being a bullet train in Japan. So tell me what you had there said when you saw the trailer. Oh, we were like, that looks dumb as hell. We need to watch that. Yeah. Um, I think that sums that up great. Like, I mean, the fight scenes are, of course, well choreographed and very inventive. You know, the the special effects are all uh, pretty realistic. There's some j- just laugh out loud weird moments and... It's uh, it's just a fun movie. Don't think too hard about it, basically. But I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, so the the conductor who shows up a couple times is Masayoka, who yes. is in Heroes. Heroes, yep. As just sort of like he shows up a couple times, menaces the main character, and then disappears from the film after a certain point. Yeah. But yeah, like short of Brad Pitt, there wasn't a lot of people that I was super familiar with in mm-hmm. this. Like Michael Shannon was White Death when like aged makeup and stuff, and. He's been in, let's see, what has he been on? He seems like an actor I should know, but I don't. Yeah, like, the name seems familiar, but he's not been in a lot. He's, he was in Hank the Co- Cow Dog, a podcast series, as a villain. <laughs> he Oh, he was in Knives Out as Walt Thrombley. Oh, okay. Um, so I've seen him in that. Yeah. But not a lot else that I've seen. Like, he's been in TV shows and stuff, but mm-hmm. not exactly someone I'm familiar with. Like, yeah, the only person that I knew who the hell he was was Brad Pitt and Masayoka. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it was just a like revenge flick. It was a heist flick. It was a like bottle episode kind of thing because they're all trapped on the train more or less. Yeah, which I really enjoy. Um, it and it was a fun setting, and there was even a snake. Yes, a snake on a train. <laughs> snake, do not open. You know? Yeah, yeah, that was that was a fun moment. But that was a good way to spend the night because today I was just like I, I kind of fucked off. I went to there's a new town talk that opened here in Arlington. It's like south of UTA, but town talk I've talked about it before. It's where I get a lot of discount foods. Arlington's and stuff. still a fair distance from here. Is is that closer to you than the Fort Worth one? Technically, mm, but not by much. No, and so I also picked us up some nasty wine stuff. Yeah, that uh, it's not great. Because we were going to enjoy that and enjoy the movie. But we enjoyed the movie. That was fun. And then it was like, okay, let's have like a like a half finger of this wine and just see what it's like. And, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I poured some of the pina colada flavor into the, a glass. And I was like, it smells like lotion. Smells like lotion. Looks like cum. Tastes vaguely like pina colada. It was the more drinkable of the two. I'm really not sure what was going on with the other flavor. To me, it tasted like a flat cola. So the thing was called like Hemp Haze is the brand. Yeah. And it was like, it has hemp seed oil to go with the flavor. And again, the town talk, these bottles of wine were $5 each. Yeah. So, and the fact they had a bunch should have been a warning. But then again, they also get like... Revolver. They get stuff from breweries. You get a twisted tea for a buck twenty cold and take it with you. Right. So you know you never know. And mm-hmm. if I go to the saucer or whatever, sometimes you get a bottle of beer you think's going to be nice, and it turns out to suck ass. So yeah, unfortunately tonight, though these guys they sucked ass. Right. Yeah, I was sort of like, uh, I would not go on drinking this. So, hemp haze flavored cocktails, pina colada. Let's let's see what Drizzly is that like a website for alcohol? Well, the seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle is from fifteen dollars. I'm looking to see if it has any sort of review. It doesn't have any reviews on the Drizzly because mm. it's a beer delivery, beer and wine delivery app, I guess. Mm, okay, but it, it just again they had a whole shitload of it. Yes, for five dollars a bottle. Yeah, and. That tells you something. Mm-hmm. But they also had, like, some Abita bubblegum flavor beer, which I'm like, Jesus Christ, why? <laughs> and there was a reason it was, like, a six-pack for $4. But you found good shit. Oh, yeah, I find good shit all the time. Uh, um, yeah. So a few misses. Like, I got a case of Revolver's 817 Blonde, the 18-ounce Tallboys or 24-ounce Tallboy cans for 14 bucks for a 12-pack, mm-hmm. which is a hell of a deal. Is that That's just beer beer, right? It's that's just regular-ass beer. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they get leftovers, and it's still good. But then again, there was that one time they got some, like, cotton candy beer, Uh which got to the point where it was literally $2 a six-pack, buy one, get one free. Oh, right. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. They kept lowering the price. Until they're finally like, please fucking take this shit. God. Yeah, didn't we? Did we try one? Yes. Yeah, and it was horrible. It was horrendous. Yeah, Um, yeah. I've tried it cold, I've tried it room temperature, it's just not good, folks. It's just (laughs) not good. So we didn't have any accompaniment to go with the movie, but the movie was fun. I really liked it. Like... I'm glad you enjoyed it, because I bought it on iTunes. Yeah, it's one of those that I had... I'd wanted to see, Panther and I'd wanted to see, we never got around to watching it, but like, if it shows up for five bucks or whatever on an iTunes sale, we're totally gonna get that. 
Yeah. Actually, I wonder how much it is right now. Because check your streaming services too if you have any. Because yeah, because think about Netflix. You said it showed up on Netflix or something, and I was like, ah, oh well, I already bought it, so whatever. But yeah, it's like in the more like this, Glass Onion, mm-hmm. uh, the menu, John Wick. Oh, and uh, Joker. I believe mm. the uh, the Carver was Ryan Reynolds. The no. guy the guy he replaced. Yeah. Yeah, who shows up like briefly. Yes. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't see if Carver has a listing. Oh, I I bet he wouldn't be credited because it was it was very literally much a, cameo. a cameo appearance. Yeah, <laughs> that was Channing Tatum who was the. Is this a sex thing? Yeah, that right? was Ryan Reynolds who was Carver. It, it was Ryan Reynolds. In addition, Channing Tatum and Ryan Reynolds appear in uncredited cameo roles as a train passenger and as assassin. That's fun. Oh, Reynolds accepted the cameo as a thank you to Pitt for his own cameo in Deadpool 2. I don't remember him having a cameo in Deadpool 2. Yeah, I don't know. It has been a while since I've seen Deadpool 2, though. Yeah, Brad Pitt's character Ladybug is just like this hapless, unlucky guy. He's like, he believes he's super unlucky, and so, like... He doesn't carry a gun for that reason, and you know, <laughs> shit happens to dudes around him that oh, like are unlucky for them. No, that's like, bullshit. I don't want to carry the seven sorrows. And there's <laughs> this, like this one character who shows up briefly, who like dies because he ricochets a knife badly and gets himself. <laughs> and then another character gets shot because they tussle over a gun and yeah. then shit, there's a there was somebody else who got got because they were just unlucky around him oh the the fucking assassin lady the hornet oh the hornet <laughs> you don't uh oh man's blading again i'm so sorry <laughs> you don't have a backup how oh you gotta be more prepared is there anything i can do for you <laughs> would, you like to buy it? would you like me to hug you yeah. Like, it's an action movie. There's not a lot to discuss. Basically, like, six assassins or so yeah. all get sent on this train. Mm-hmm. They're, well, they all have their own missions. Yeah, they have their own yeah. missions. And everyone gets up in each other's business and fucks everybody up. Yeah. And for a movie like that, the body count is not that high except for movies. I didn't see moves. that episode of Thomas and Tank Engine because that shit's dark. Yeah. <laughs> the... the character of Lemon's obsession with Thomas the Tank Engine is a plot point, which is pretty funny, because, you know, I'm sure there's, out. like, tanker bros, the uh-huh. the, the adult fans of <gasps> Thomas the Tank. Tankies. Oh, that has no. no other connotation whatsoever. Right? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, I'll take those over rather tankies, that's for damn sure. <laughs> Just the thing is, like, I went off and figured we'd have that wine, but oh my god, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway tempted if you want to like no. let Tyrion's crew, but honestly, we can just pour that shit down the drain. I take that shit with you. <laughs> I, will, I will, I will yeet it into the dumpster when I get home. Yeah, yeah, I will not even do the thing where it's like, oh hey, here's a can of beer. I'm gonna leave it out here. Maybe a kid can find it, and they could be weird. You know, oh, I'm gonna try my first taste of alcohol. They'll then they never drink it again. <laughs> You've learned your fucking lesson, huh? I drink something weird that if somebody left on the ground. <laughs> You thought it was sealed, but it's not. It's just weird and oily. And yeah, yeah. Who the fuck decides to him haze? It just—it doesn't make any sense. I was. And like, I'm stupid for buying it. I was like, "Is it? Does it have CBD in it or something?" And it's like, "No, it's just hemp oil." And I'm like, 
You can't just stuff hemp in everything and expect it to have any kind of effect. I mean, I did feel a little bit of a buzz, but that was from the 14% alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and hemp haze flavored cocktails. Like, I'm, I'm, would they even have it on um, specs? Don't know. I haven't been in a liquor store in years. I mean, either. There's people selling me, there's weed strains called hemp haze. Mm-hmm. Cannabis seeds? No, that's not not what I'm looking for at all. I'm looking for the the shitty drink. Yeah, hemp haze is is a Google search. It's going to get you a lot of. Yeah, it's like, hey, do you want to buy hemp flour? Do you want to buy CBD gummies? Do you want to buy <laughs> seeds to grow your own? Yeah, it's going to get you a lot of unrelated. Yeah, results. a lot of stuff that I'm not going to touch. Yeah. So today I I slept a lot actually. Like at a. I guess not super late night, but slept, got up, only ate cake, because it was Ajax's birthday, I had some of your leftover Dr. Pepper cake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, she mentioned that, because we didn't record last night. So last night, Saverin brought with us to Shiva's something they made from that Dr. Pepper corporate, corporate recipe me. book. Yes. So a while back, um, there's a really good little resale shop near us by the fuzzy tacos we go to on taco tuesday and they get cookbooks all the goddamn time from you know dead old people like Mm -hmm. i got my my stand mixer from some random dead old person for 50 dollars. right you know i was really looking for that haunted grandma mixer and i got one um (laughs) it works great so this was a Dr. Pepper 7-Up cookbook that was put out in 1993 mm-hmm. by the Dr. Pepper 7-Up Company's Internal Communications Department. This was a cookbook that was put together by the employees and corporate communications to get the housewives to make this stuff, to take it to potlucks or whatever, to sell more Dr. Pepper and 7-Up. To encourage yeah. people to use regular Dr. Pepper and regular 7-Up in their cooking. The only um, thing that really surprised me about this is that they did this shit in 93. Like, the, I can totally buy this in the 60s or 70s as being a thing that they tried, but it's so weird in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and now they're owned by uh, Snapple and other some other company. They've been owned by... They're like three or four acquisitions past the point of when they put this out. Mm-hmm. But at the time, they were based here in DFW. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of recipes for, like, cocktail fizzes, and uh, there's a Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. Um, there's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that uses 7-Up in place of water right. for, like, cornbreads and stuff, because 7-Up kind of serves the same function as, like, lime jello did in a lot of 60s and 70s cooking, mm-hmm. because it doesn't have a really noticeable flavor when combined with other more powerful things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, hey, we're using 7-Up to make cornbread or 7-Up to make pancakes. Why are you doing that? Well, we just replaced the water with the soda. So it adds a little bit more sugar to the product, but, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, and this particular one I made was called a moist supper cake. And its function was it used hot Dr. Pepper soaked into oatmeal and made into the cake. Mm-hmm. So, like, for 20 minutes, you let the Dr. Pepper soak into the oatmeal so that you basically get Dr. Pepper oatmeal, mm-hmm. and then you make a regular cake batter and combine it all in. And you don't really get a lot of Dr. Pepper in it. Yeah. But it makes a pretty good, like, oatmeal cookie cake. Was, like, a can's worth or less? Uh, yeah, it uses a cup and a third, so about 12 ounces. I mean, a cup and a half would be... 12 ounces but anyways okay. but it calls for like a can of dr pepper to be put into this cake recipe and it mm-hmm. 
tasted fine. Um, and then I iced it with some of the Dolly Parton chocolate buttercream frosting. Oh, that frosting was really good. Yeah. And that's just, you know, it's from a can. It, it had Dolly Parton on it. I'm like, oh, my dad will get a kick out of this. Yeah. And he did. It was good. I just made it because re- the weird recipes came up and because I'd gotten my copy of Tasting History, the Tasting History cookbook from Max Miller. Right. That finally came out. And I was looking through some of that and I was talking about how I have old cookbooks and I pulled out the Dr. Pepper one because my dad likes that and went through there and I was like, I have the stuff to make this. I had to go buy a two liter of Dr. Pepper, mm-hmm. but I had everything else. And so I made that. So it worked. Yes. 30 odd years later. They um, got me to buy, except it was the... Wait, is it 40? 03, 13, 23, no, it's 30 years. It was 30, 93. It was 83 to be 40 because I turned 40 this year. Right. 30 years later, they're like, yes, we sold it to you, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. But that also means that I want to try other recipes from the book, so that means I'm going to buy more Dr. Pepper. That's just how it is. Yep. You know, I'm going to make some of those... You know, some of the recipes are just really just stupid. It's like... How to make dark t- how to make seven up cornbread. You take seven up and you take cornbread and you use the amount of the seven up that it says to use water and you make it and you have seven up cornbread. Yep. And then, then there's stuff that's like kind of make a sorbet kind of thing with it. Oh. Which you you make this like orange juice concentrate and lemonade concentrate and other things and then you make it to the slush and then you drop the slush into like four liters of seven up. Mm-hmm. So you get it's like you get a big punch bowl with like floaty sorbet in it, but it's also its base is Seven Up. Mm-hmm. It's like a party punch, and you could put alcohol in it if you want, but it's just a little party punch made with Seven Up. Sure, whatever. So yeah, it was a good cookbook, and there's a bunch of stuff that I want to make from the tasting history. Uh, like there's a really good like tiger nut cake from ancient Egypt, which makes this like this towering nut cake globy from ancient Rome. There is a really good thing the pork and apples recipe from ancient Roman Britain was mm. in there. There was a recipe that they found amongst like scraps of parchment at Hadrian's Wall. Oh, okay. Which is pretty cool. Neat. And so, yeah, there's, there's lots of good recipes coming out. Like, I got the Dylan Hollis Cooking Yesteryear book coming later this year. Mm. He's the guy that does the, like, a Dr. Pepper cake from 1996. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. The, yeah. The little, the vines where he's, like, yeah, really hyperbolic, but entertaining. Vines. It's TikTok now, so. Well, except they're YouTube shorts, so they're not either that. Oh, okay. You know, I it's like, that, yeah. sorry, we're getting our, our boomer on. Sorry, you know, these damn kids and their TikToks and their vines and their vine twos? <laughs> no, Grandpa, it's YouTube shorts. <laughs> uh, so he's got his recipe book coming out soon, and Max has his book out now, so it's like, yay, YouTube recipes. That's fun. Like that. That's kind of like what gets me excited. It's like, ooh, a, a treat from past me. What is it? Oh, it's shit. It's that book. Yeah. So I don't know if you'll actually make any of the drinks in it or not, but I got Tyrion a. So the reason I found out about this, I've been watching Star Trek Picard. There's this character uh, Liam Shaw, who's captain of the Titan in it, and is a really good character. And I started to really enjoy the characters, the actors' performance. He's also been in Twelve Monkeys, another show. Written by the same guy. His name's Todd Stashwith. And I happened to see him retweeted onto some other Star Trek related account. And so I went to his account and I found out oh, he's a geek uh, who's into gaming, uh, like role playing games. And he has co written this book 
that is like a D&D themed cocktail book. Sure, why not? So like, yeah, all the the drinks in it, they're like like geek game, yeah, RPG. I mean, I think I I know I've seen it on Shiva's bookshelf, but I, I'm sure Tira might have it too. It's like they did a WoW cookbook. They're doing recipes oh. from that game and made into real recipes. And mm. there's a Final Fantasy fourteen one. Then of course, you know, there's you know, it's like they can slap a property onto a lot of these things. Like for whatever reason, there's a Marvel cookbook. Yeah. Tony Stark steak and eggs or whatever. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but at least yeah, that that seems a lot more random. Yeah. No, this least... is just two dudes that liked playing um, RPGs and also liked interesting cocktails and like, what would healing potion taste like? Well we're gonna make a it's this one's blue or red, depending. Yeah. And if you want to get real funky, it's green, depending on the game. I guess I'll show it to you. We'll flip through it. Like, yeah, it's sure. It's a hardcover. Apparently, it has like a lot of art and stuff in it. Yeah. The uh, the other thing that's been going on today is the Twitter blue war. <laughs> Who knew that Drill was such a warrior? Yeah, I saw this tweet about this. It's like you know, when all the all the 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 side guys with guns have been defeated and are dead. It's like there's only two left standing. Mano a mano. Elon Musk versus Drill. <laughs> For the soul of Twitter. <laughs> it's so goofy because people immediately started just mass blocking everyone, everyone with, the blue. with the blue because they, on 420, because, of course, they deleted... Hitler's birthday? Says a new-to-be-fired yeah. Twitter employee. <laughs> he took away all the verifications of everybody else, and yeah. then... That just made all the dickheads with the Twitter blue float to the top of all the replies. And so people immediately were like, oh, sweet, blocking season. Yeah. And because, you know, if you're blocking dudes with American flags in their avatar, anime avatars, like, oh, here's a one with a Trump with an American flag painted over his face. You know, it's like, isn't he a real obvious shitheads yeah yeah and they're buying the twitter blue and they're like dick riding elon musk it's a real easy block let me tell you yeah and then like drill was saying yeah you should block these fuckers and all these other celebrities were leaving because they're like look yeah, they've now started a hashtag block the blue <laughs> well and then they started restoring all the check marks to people and making them look like they subscribed to twitter blue mm-hmm. like if you had a million or more followers you get complimentary twitter blue when you just couldn't you should have just not taken it off and yeah like you said that there was like twitter blue on dead people's accounts like john mccain so john mccain's official account has the twitter blue verification terry pratchett's account has twitter blue verification um there was a third person i don't recall i'm quite sure that sir pratchett does not did not provide a telephone number to Elon Musk. Yeah, pretty, pretty. He's just being a shit. And somebody has pointed out that this this could literally break the law because there is a law against basically forcing people to you know, like advocate or promote or something. Basically saying that someone is supportive of a product or service that they're actually not. Uh, and making it look like people are actually paying for this shit and they're not like and there's there's it's the people that are like it started off with just like two or three people that are notably on record as not liking elon so like elon was like well i'm personally paying for these three people that have twitter blue like one of them stephen king and stephen king is like you know i want to make it very clear that i'm not 
<laughs> fucking supporting this shit, basically. And, like, he's automatically putting it on the drill. He's automatically putting... Put him, like, Jason he, Alexander, who was... Him. <laughs> well, he had said, I'm, I'm gonna leave this website because clearly they don't care about he, oh, impersonation. Oh, I think he put it on LeBron James's account because LeBron was like, I'm not, I'm not paying for this, for this shit. Yeah. And then yeah. he's like, oh, well, here you go. It... It's so childish. Like, oh, you're not going to pay? Fine, I'll put that mark on you myself. And this does not encourage people. No. This does not inspire them to stay on this website. You know, as, as I saw a tweet today, this was like if everybody lined up on the Titanic to kick the captain in the balls instead of getting into the lifeboats, you know? Right. You know, the, this website's going down, and by God, we're going down with it, but we're going to keep insulting you, Elon, until we're, we all die, you know? Right, right. I mean, well, at least it's not death in this case. It's yeah, just, but it I is... I won't be able to tweet anymore, which I'm not really doing much of anyway. I mean, me neither. But it's like, if people... If his intention was to kill Twitter, he's doing a fine job of it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, the totally. only people that are really on his ass and being happy about this are his dick writers and just the nastiest pieces of work. Like, and you had Tim Sweeney, loser from Epic Games... Uh, that name's um, familiar, but I don't know who he is or what he uh, is. He sued to try to get Apple to stop taking their cut of stuff sold through uh, Apple Oh, right. On that was iOS. a big lawsuit. And then he lost. Right. And that resulted in, like, every Unreal Engine game on Apple on iOS having to, like, reapply to be able to be on the App Store and shit. Mm-hmm. They were pretty vindictive about it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, you know... Which, you know, since he has a beef with Apple, and so does Elon Musk, that probably is why he's a dick writer for Elon. But he made this big, long thing today where he, like, really darvoed the whole... Like, oh, you're trying to bully the checkmark users so that they'll drop it and join the in-group of the people that don't pay Elon $8. And he made this big, long thread, and everyone was like, this doesn't make any sense. You're you're literally a billionaire, and you're getting mad about people... You're using this as a weird grievance about high school? Like, honestly, if anybody, as an adult, has grievances back to being bullied as a nerd in, in high school, one, it didn't fucking happen. People loved video games for the past 30 years. Shut the fuck up. But also, that's a deeply juvenile mindset. He's just literally 53. He's as old as Elon and has is worth billions of dollars, and he's yeah. trying to compare himself to a bullied nerd. I, I wanted to check something since I know I, I knew of someone else that Elon Musk had a beef with, so I just went to Tim Cook's Twitter, and it's verified. Oh, yeah. You know, Tim Apple and Tim Epic. What's funny is that he, he was called, he had Tim Apple as his display day before uh, a couple weeks ago when I saw him retweeted. Yeah. It's sort of a, you know, what I, I'm owning this for Trump being like that. But now it says Tim Cook, so I'm wondering if maybe he changed it to try and, like, remove the... Because there's a, a, a rumor going around that you can remove the enforced... Um, you Or that you automatically lose your verified status if you just change your display name. Yeah. So apparently Drill has been changing his display name, like... A few times, it's like every time he does it, someone has to manually go. It's like Elon's running around with a gun that makes you verified. You just <laughs> boop. Ah, oh, goddammit! You change your name. Yeah, he has to come back by, and there's probably some poor H1B guy who's just crying at his desk, like, "Why, why, Mister Musk? Why are you making me do this to prove a point?" 
And it's just like you have to sit there hitting F five on Drill's account, every putting the check mark back on every time he shrugs it off. I I just don't. I, I don't just realized we're just giving away more attention. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's goofy. Like, what what positive shit that amuses us? You know, we could talk about the hellscape that is our government right now. Right. Yeah. Like, we can this... talk about all sorts of stuff that we can't affect and just makes everybody mad. Yeah. But at least we're getting some amusement over this. The silliness of what's going on with Twitter is, you know, yeah, it's a distraction. Yeah. I mean, my my distraction of the day was like I took a drive, I listened to podcasts, and then mm-hmm. like I turns out the Parks Mall in Arlington is actually doing pretty good. You know, I I got my thirty minute walk in today for Earth Day. You know, turns out there's actually some pretty draconian rules in place if you're a, a you know how teens like oh teens get out of the house and go do stuff I don't know go to the mall there's actually rules against that now. Oh, you if you're. Know well, I hadn't seen it in person. Oh, okay. And so now, like, if you're under 18, you can't be at a mall without an adult, and only and one adult can only chaperone four people. Wow. And it's like, where the fuck are teens supposed to go? Nowhere. Like, I, I've seen this discussion on Twitter where, like, some head-in-her-ass politician would talk about, like, young people don't leave the house. They stay at home on their devices all day, and they need to get out and do shit, and... And then people will be like, well, where are they supposed to go? Like, you can't go hang out at the mall anymore because either the malls are dead or they have all of these don't come in here if you're under 18. And there was a fuckload of security, too, and cops. Yeah, and, like, like, even, like, public parks and shit like that, if if cops see, like, teens hanging around or loitering, quote-unquote, like, they'll move them along or, you know, they'll shoot their dog or something like like, they're closing libraries, and even then, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, there's nowhere for kids to go except be at their home. Like, oh, why are kids in their rooms on the phone all the time? Well, because they don't have an option, really. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is the sign that was outside the Parks Mall. It says, parental guidance required. Friday, Saturday guidelines. Visitors under 18 are required to be accompanied at all times by a parent or supervising adult age 21 or older on Friday and Saturday after 2 p.m. I don't know why after 2 Unsupervised youth shopping prior to 2 p.m. on Friday and Saturday evening must leave the mall by 2 p.m. or immediately be joined by a parent age 21 or older. So, like, you can go there for lunch, but you have to, like, get the fuck out if you're a teen after 2 p.m.? That doesn't make any sense. Also, the fact that it says evening, like, all right, whatever. Uh, Proof of age may be required for the youth and or adult. Those who lack proper ID will be asked to leave. Valid forms of ID are state ID, military ID, school ID, passport. Um... One adult may accompany four youths. All accompanied youths must remain with the supervising adult. Supervising adults are responsible for the action of the youth they accompany. Hours and days subject to change. This limitation does not apply to children 10 and under. Holiday, holiday hours may vary. And it's just like, I, I hadn't seen that in person because I very rarely go to a mall. Like, yeah. the most I've done in the recent past was I've been to Grapevine Mills and they don't necessarily have that, or at least I haven't seen it. Right. I'm sure they have codes of conduct and shit on the walls, but I hadn't looked. Yeah. But this was literally on, like, a sandwich board outside the door that I went into. Mmm, sandwich. And I was like, damn, I didn't know malls were like this anymore. Ah, kids these days, huh? They don't have it very easy. I, um, I remember way back when, and this was before, um, I think it was before Columbine even happened. So I graduated high school in 93, and I had to go back there a couple years later to get some transcript stuff for my college. And 
I noticed that was when there was like the school security officer and there were um, uh, metal detectors. Um, uh-huh. And they had not been there when I was in high school. And like, this was before, like, because like, a lot of shit changed after Columbine. And so even back then, it was like, shit was suddenly getting like more controlled and stuff. It was weird. I mean, I was 15, 16. I could take the bus down to Ridgemar Mall with a friend of mine and we'd go to the arcade and, you know, just hang out there. Nobody gave half a shit. It was weird. But again, like there was just security fucking everywhere. You know, bright yellow vests, impossible to miss. And all they were doing, they would be leaning on the handrails on the second floor, just keeping an eye on things. Yeah. And there was, like, groups of cops wandering through the mall. And I'm like, this is fucking police state up in here. Jeez. Jeez. You know, it did not make me encouraged to spend any money. Was there more security than people shopping? No. It was, okay. it was fairly busy, but it just, right. it was ubiquitous, and they stood out. Because all the security, all the mall cops had tasers, and all the cops had their guns. Yeah. It's like, shit, okay, I don't want to be here. I'm just going to finish my walk and get out of here, because fuck that noise. Yeah. Like, we have this weird, hyper-vigilant security state that's like the moment somebody that looks a shade darker than a paper bag gets out of line, they rush them down and beat them with sticks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, needless to say, I wasn't very encouraged to spend money at that mall. Mm-hmm. I just left and came home and cooked dinner for Panther and I. Yeah. Um... Then I was like, hey, Fuzz, do you want to watch a movie? And here we are. Yeah. The police state of malls. What the fuck, man? Yeah, it's weird. It was it was a bit unsettling. And, like, the mall was super busy. The food court was super packed. Like, it, it was a, a mall that's doing fine, but their solution on the weekends is to turn it into a fucking police state and makes it unpleasant. That's odd. I mean, I'm very out of the sound really mauled. And yeah, I just, I, I fucked off out of the house today. Yeah. Did some stuff and then was like, I'm going to go get my a, a walk in and maybe go and spend some money at round one, and, which is the Japanese arcade there. And I'm like, nope, actually I'm not. Bye. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's how it is. This mm. bitch of an earth. Yeah. So main takeaways is that Bullet Train is a fun movie. Yes. Don't buy any hemp oil infused wine cocktails. Terrible mistake. Yeah. $5 a bottle is about $5 too much. But you live and learn, and then you eat those bottles into the trash. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm not even going to make it a tasteless cum joke because it's the wrong consistency. It's just gross. So, yeah, don't buy that. Watch the movie, and what else? You should go to forplanet.com and buy some books because. We'll be at uh, for a siesta later this year. Ajax and I will. And <laughs> he was, and Ajax was like, oh, well, think of some authors that we should take. And I immediately dropped down like 10 names <laughs> that we should make sure we have product from. Yeah. And it's like, all right, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Because it'll sell. That, that's kind of it. I mean, this is a shorter episode, but also we didn't plan on doing a full episode today. Yeah, this was supposed to be a. We're talking about the movie. movie time. But then we, like, went on about other shit. This is still 40 minutes, so, you know, they got something. Yay! Yay! We're still alive. Yay, still alive. Fairplanet.com. Buy some books.